This is your KVNF Regional Newscast for Thursday, February 29th. I'm Lisa Young. The remains of an adult female found near Smith Mountain Trailhead on February 18th have been identified as Samantha Bartolo, age 40, of Delta, according to the Delta County Coroner's Office. Bartolo was reported missing by family members on November 12, 2023, after she had not been heard from in several days. Search and rescue teams from Delta, Montrose, Mesa, Gunnison, and San Miguel counties performed an exhaustive search around H-75 Road near the Gunnison Gorge National Conservation Area, but did not locate Bartolo. The sheriff's office is waiting for a final autopsy report and is investigating the death as suspicious until additional information or new evidence is obtained. Cedar Ridge Board of Trustees approved a $1.7 million construction contract with Pioneer Excavating for the Northridge Waterline Replacement Project to replace roughly 20,000 linear feet of waterline, reports the Delta County Independent. The Northridge project has been in the town's capital improvement plan since 2013. The out-of-town resident area north of Cedar Edge utilizes town water as customers. Over the years, the town has experienced significant water loss due to old water lines in the area. The total cost of the project beyond Pioneer's excavating work comes to an anticipated $2.3 million. The project is being funded in part by about $249,000 in the water fund reserves and unrestricted money in the water fund. A reimbursement policy for Northridge is pending. One Colorado pro-abortion group is collecting signatures across the state, hoping to protect abortion access through a constitutional amendment. Ballot Initiative 89, slated for the November 2024 general election, seeks to protect abortion from governmental interference and require insurance companies to pay for abortion care. I spoke with a volunteer for Coloradans for Protecting Reproductive Freedom during a recent Adam Frisch campaign event in Delta. Frisch, a Democrat running for Colorado's 3rd Congressional District, encouraged attendees to sign the ballot initiative petition. We're collecting signatures to get an, an initiative on the ballot to require insurance companies to provide reproductive care, including abortion. 124,000 signatures need to be collected by middle of April. We're shooting for 185,000 because, you know, some people, they'll either sign twice or they're not registered in Colorado. So we want to get more to make sure we get that 124,000. Proponents say people enrolled in state health insurance plans, such as teachers, firefighters, and other state employees, should have access to abortion coverage. The measure, if passed, would lift a ban on public funds for abortions. According to Colorado Newsline, approximately one million people who work at public institutions such as hospitals, universities, and the Capitol itself would be able to use their work health insurance to pay for an abortion. Opponents to the measure say Initiative 89 seeks to protect the abortion industry and not women. They say the measure will force taxpayers and the government to provide health insurance to state employees to cover abortion procedures, even as many Coloradans struggle to pay excessive out-of-pocket health care costs. 
The embattled Uinta Basin Railway, a proposed short line that would connect Utah's oil field to the national rail system, has lost key federal permits over the past seven months. But proponents are not giving up. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, KDNK's Amy Hayden Marsh has more. Our request before you today is $750,000 one-time funding to bridge the gap between the conclusion of our Community Impact Board funding and the sale of our intellectual rights to the railroad to our private partner. That's Keith Heaton, Executive Director of the Seven County Infrastructure Coalition, or SCIC, the public entity behind the proposed Uinta Basin Railway. As its name implies, the SCIC comprises seven eastern Utah counties. Heaton spoke to the Utah State Legislature's Infrastructure and General Government Appropriations Subcommittee on January 31st, requesting taxpayer money from the state's general fund to keep the railroad project rolling. To get this project built, uh, it's been funded by the Community Impact Board, or CIB, and it's also a public-private partnership with seven counties serving as the public side of the equation. Our role as the public side has been to obtain permits and do the planning for the project, which we successfully accomplished. Well, almost. The railway lost its federal permit in August through a lawsuit, which was filed by Eagle County, Colorado, and the Center for Biological Diversity last year to appeal the Federal Surface Transportation Board's 2021 approval of the project. They prevailed in what I would call a liberal Washington court, which has created obviously problems for the project, as well as problems for our country, in that they uh, ruled that we would need to look at undetermined downstream and upstream impacts to the environment. So we would have to do environmental assessments in Louisiana, Texas, pretty much anywhere there's a refinery that could take products that might be shipped out of the Uinta Basin. The same court in December rejected the SCIC's request to rehear the August decision. Then, in January of this year, the U.S. Forest Service dealt another blow to the UBR by withdrawing its permit for the construction of the railroad through a roadless area in Utah's Ashley National Forest. So, the railway is stalled, but Heaton said the SCIC has more options. We're seeking congressional solution through our national delegation, uh, which we feel very strongly about. We're also soliciting Supreme Court certiari uh, because this treads all over the state's rights, interstate commerce. In a January interview, Ted Zukoski, attorney with the Center for Biological Diversity, told KDNK that it would be a long shot if the SCIC took the case to the U.S. Supreme Court. The issues in this case are pretty much garden variety, you know, you need to take a hard look at the impacts. Uh And they didn't do that. These are not the kinds of juicy uh, issues where you have a split in the circuit courts of appeal or, you know, some huge political issue. Seems very unlikely to me that the Supreme Court would take this case. Regardless of which direction it chooses, the SCIC still needs the $750,000 to proceed. The Utah Infrastructure and General Government Appropriations Subcommittee should have a decision on the SCIC's request by early March. For KDNK News, I'm Amy Haddon-Marsh.
That story was shared with us via Rocky Mountain Community Radio, a network of public media stations in Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, and New Mexico, including KVNF. That's your KVNF Regional Newscast. I'm Lisa Young. Join us tomorrow for KVNF's Farm Friday segment. We feature a conversation on Agrability, a program from Colorado State Extension serving ag producers with disabilities and mental health needs.